Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com on the campus of Silver Tranch and Nicolay Bible Institute. And uh, right now, it's it's finally the point of winter where it's starting to feel like a winter. There's some snow flying in the air. We're getting our first batch of really negative temperatures, and we're just buckling down and having fun, which is great. Yeah. You know what? I think people misunderstand those of us that are Wisconsinites. They think we like being cold. Yeah, and, and I don't think they understand like that we that we can deal with cold. Yeah, it, it's a different idea that you deal with cold than you like being cold. Yeah. I don't like being cold. Right, but you could deal with it. I like cold, though. Yeah. I just don't like being yeah, cold. Yeah, for us, I feel like, you know, because I think the high this weekend, I think it's like one, and it's like a minus 19 low. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's that time of year. Yep. And I have some friends in Chicago that are visiting this weekend, and they're like, can you guys still do what you guys do? I'm like, uh, yeah. We just, they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, we don't believe in like, I mean, you guys name these things like polar vortexes and all that. We just call it, oh, that's winter. It's February. Yeah. (laughs) And you never know when it's going to hit. In fact, one of the things you learn when you moved up here from, because I'm from Chicago originally, is you need a vehicle that can get through snow. Yeah. So you're not stuck when it it gets bad. Because our road actually is ice. Oh, yeah. For several months. Yes. Just solid ice. Yes. And it usually takes them quite a while to plow it. Yeah. So, you know, if you better have a vehicle that works on ice. Yep. And you need to be able to heat your house no matter what because you might be isolated for a while. And we have so a little bit of wood. We have wood. We have generators. Yep. You know, so you prepare for, for times like this because you live in this area. Be like somebody living at the edge of a hurricane zone. Yep. You really... I mean, I'm sorry about the hurricane, but you know before you bought that house. That there's a chance of it. Yeah, there's yeah. a chance of that. So you prepare for it. Yeah. Uh, when I was in Alaska, it was really cool to see their houses. Mm-hmm. They had all of their pipe work with flexible joints, and they had their uh, hot water heaters on springs in the houses, and that was code. Really? Because of earthquakes. Oh. So everything could shake and not break. Interesting. And I thought, Wow. You know, smart move. Look at all the destruction, you know, a few tremors. Um, I'm sure it can't handle, you know, too much vibration. But right. a few tremors will not cause the pipes to bust and the hot water heaters to spill over. And it won't do that. They'll just vibrate a little bit and get back to normal. Yeah. And so I thought, well, you know, people do that. We love the Wisconsin winters because we're prepared for them. We're ready to play in it. And uh, so you want to come up here, we're ready for it. We'll teach you how to do it. That's I right. have a rule for, for my students, so, and I told them this is the week to get ready for it. What's and that? And the rule is, if it ain't ugly, it ain't warm. <laughs> In other words, dress up. I told them, I said, this weekend I expect to see a lot of ugly outfits. That's funny. And they all look at me and shake their head like, yeah, this is the one. Yep, you just go out there, get yourself like the Michelin man. Go out. <laughs> you know, go on out. Enjoy the world. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Are you paying attention to what's going on in the world at all? Uh, unfortunately, a little bit. Yeah. There's um, it, My take on it as a 65-year-old guy, as I look at the world right now, there seemed that in, in the United States of America, there seemed to be like a restraint in place for certain things. Certain things that were just overtly evil there always seemed to be a voice or a way where they were restrained a little bit. The thing that concerns me now isn't all the little petty petty stuff that people talk about, but it's like that restraint seems to be removed. Mm-hmm. 
so that evil is, is okay and normal and right. And that's what bothers me. It yeah. isn't that people have an opinion different than mine. It's that things that are outright evil now have no way of somebody standing up and saying they're evil without being evil themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I would love our listeners to just think about that and, and realize, don't get caught in that game. Yeah. There, there's a right and wrong in a lot of things. Yeah. You know, I heard, uh, for example, I heard Senator Rand talking, I think they were trying to confirm, I'm not sure now, probably the, the new Secretary of Education or somebody. somebody. And, and he was asking him about transgender guys who want to run track meets in girls' track. Mm-hmm. And he was just being practical. He was not trying to be Mr. Senator, Mr. Legislative. He was being practical, saying, do you think this is right? Do you think that, you know, a six-foot, whatever, four guy that decides he's a girl all of a sudden should mm-hmm. go run track against a five-foot-two freshman girl? Right. I mean, do you think that's right? And, and this guy on the other end kept answering it politically correct, mm-hmm. which was driving Rand in and nuts. Yeah. Now both they both handled it where no one flew up to handle or anything. It's just I was watching this thinking, you know, Rand Paul is asking a good question. He's asking you, do you think this is right? Do you think it's fair? Do you think that the American people, typical mom and dad out there think that a a, a guy that's a transgender should be able to wrestle, run track, play basketball against girls? Do you think do you think that's what people want? And that's what I, he I was asking. See, yeah, I just can't see that. Right, and that is what, like, normal. What was interesting was Rand Paul's comment at the end because the guy kept saying, I think everyone should deserve the opportunity to be who they are. And, okay, we understand what you're saying. Yeah. But Rand Paul at the end said, it's like you're on a different, and I'm summarizing, I don't know, but it's like you're from a different galaxy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not how it should be. Right. And I thought, that's a brilliant statement by a politician. That's, that was so normal. No, yeah. You know, it's like, no, what are you thinking? Mm -hmm. This isn't right. And I thought, okay, I would love for our listeners to get to the point where they too recognize thinking that's just not right. Mm -hmm. Don't hate people because of it, but expose the bad thinking. Right. And it's bad to think that somebody, let me ask you a logical question. Can you be anything you want if you just call yourself that? No. Are you sure? Yeah, I can call myself a great basketball player all I want. And you're not. And I'm not. You can call yourself a horse. That's right. Or a cactus plant. That's right. I I, I don't understand how the logic in the United States of America gets thrown under the bus. Right. Why can't a boy or a girl say, I feel different and I am different, therefore I must be different? And that and that's what I don't understand is the inconsistency even in their claims of let's let's back science. Yeah. Because on one hand they want that, but then on the other hand, they won't trust the science in saying that a child is in the womb. Right. Well again the disconnect. The the problem is, you know, when rhetoric is used to confuse you, that's yeah. really evil. Right. R- remember when Satan came and, and tried to talk to Eve? Everything was pretty simple until he showed up. Yeah. And, and until he showed up, Eve had a very simple instruction. Don't eat or touch the tree. All right? That's what she understood God to say. Don't eat or touch it. So Satan comes, and before you know it, he is actually kind of using and massaging the words that God used 
and other words to get Eve to think that God didn't really mean what God said. And before you know it, she's taking the fruit and eating it. Yep. And you're looking at it going, wait a minute. What about the one simple command did you not understand? Oh, no, it's not just one simple command. It's, it's the way Satan repackaged it. Oh. Yeah. I would suggest to anyone listening that God's plans and his directives are simple. Mm-hmm. And once you start complicating it, you get into the satanic realm. Yep. Uh, so here's how simple it is. God created. Okay, that's how simple it is. Yeah. He created male. He created female. If you want to make it more complicated than that, you're taking something and destroying the simplicity of it that God intended for us to actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. Likewise, marriage. One man, one woman committed to each other for life. Yeah. Babies. They're to be born to people who are in married situations because they're committed to each other for life. So there's no reason for abortion. Mm-hmm. So I could go on and on and say, how complicated do you want to make all this? Yeah. And um, uh, in fact, I'll read to you. There's a group called the Secular Democrats of America. And obviously they have the ear of our new president. They have the word Democrat in their, in their belief. You can go look up their website, Secular Democrats of America. I'm sure if you, whatever you do to get it, you, you can go find it. But let me just tell you some things they, they talk about. And I want to... I want to show you how they complicate simple issues and make it look like um, something that's really not. For example, in education, these are actually words from their website. So I'm not trying to make something up. I'm not going to try and tell you, you know, how they came to these conclusions. I'm just going to read it to you. Uh, they say this about education. They say, we oppose vouchers and all voucher-like schemes. Now, do you know what the voucher system is? Uh, I don't think so okay so what happens is in america one of the great things about being a a citizen of the united states of america is we have choices yeah so you don't have to buy this guy's bread you can buy this guy's bread you don't Mm -hmm. have to buy the donut from that shop you can and and what we've done in the free enterprise system is put one group against another so that they can uh, give us choices and we can actually have what happens in the end is that the donuts are all better Mm mm-hmm because people are competing for your, your business. Yeah. Now, what happens is schools often are not in that system. Mm-hmm. You're stuck with whatever school you got. Mm. And then teachers work through teachers unions, they work through all kinds of stuff. Sometimes you're stuck with the teacher you got. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that about everyone. I am a teacher, so you know I'm not bashing teachers. I'm, I'm just saying there's a, a system in place. So in our area right here, your children have a choice of how many public schools? Two? Yeah. And really one that's called local. Right. Yeah. And they would have to travel 30 miles for another one. Yeah. That's it. And and so you have the public school curriculum. So in America, we, we've always done best when there's choices. So yeah. when you give parents choices, they can say, well, I can send my child to a public school but if the public school is not educating them the way that I think they should be, because I'm ultimately responsible, mm-hmm. I want an alternative. Yeah. So there's several alternatives. You can homeschool them if you want. That's one alternative. There's an alternative. Maybe there's a private school. Could mm-hmm. be Christian. Could be just a private, um, you know, some kind of a- academy that's put in place to help kids go to college. I've seen those. You know, whatever, whatever it might be. 
But what it does is it allows us to say to the school, mm-hmm. I expect you to do a good job or I'm pulling my kid and we're going to go to where they do a good job. Right. Just like I would with a loaf of bread, just like I would with anything else or a donut. Yeah, totally. And, and make it so it's better. So here's what this group is saying. We oppose that free enterprise system mm. when it comes to children and their education. We want it to be one system that we control. Interesting. Because right now, if you're in the state of Wisconsin, you go to a private school that costs money, you can get a voucher, which means the money that the state, and I could be wrong on the exact amount, but the money that the state would give a public school for you being there, they give to this school. Mm. Because you as a parent have the choice of where that tax dollar, where that money would go. And if your child went to a public school, it would go there. Mm -hmm. But since you're not there, it's not going there. Right. So they have extra money. Mm. So then they give it to the school your child goes to. Yeah. Personally, I think that's the best system that you can have in place. Mm-hmm. And if you want to improve the public schools at all, make it so parents want to send your kids there. Yeah. That's all I say. Which makes sense. Yeah. How, I, again, you want to make it more difficult than that? You may. But why make it difficult? Yeah. Their, their next edu- educational point is this. We support universal access to quality, comma, secular education. Yeah. Why? What is that code for? They don't like, like, Christian schools? Exactly. Yeah, there should be no influence of God, religion, that kind of thing in the school. Mm. Okay. And, they, and right before they said secular, they said quality. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Those are two key words. Who in the world would go against somebody who says, I want my kid to have a quality education? Nobody. Okay. So you might go secular. It's like, um, who would go against me saying, you know, I want him to just learn math. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go against that either. Right. I mean, teach him math. Math doesn't have to have Christianity involved in it necessarily. It just, how do you add, you know, or whatever it might be. However, they're not really saying that. If you look at it, universal access, everybody, mm-hmm. no matter what they believe, no matter what, what they are, everybody should be able to come. And the quality education we want to give is based on something other than what's there now. And it has to be secular. It cannot be influenced by God. Mm-hmm. How many schools um, in our whole country were started because people loved God? Probably a bunch. Harvard. University of Wisconsin, all of those, you go look in, at their histories, they yeah. were started by people who wanted to make sure that young people could understand the creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. They've come a long way. Yeah. Your third point, we oppose manipulation of public schools to advance sectarian religious agendas. Hmm. They've said this now in two out of three of their statements whether yeah. you realize it or not, and actually they've meant it in all three. Right. What they're really saying is we don't like Christian schools. Mm-hmm. We don't want them around. Yeah. That's what they're saying. They took three points. They couched it in words that make it sound politically correct or nice, mm-hmm. but they basically hate Christian schools, and right. they don't want you going to one. Yeah. The fourth point, we support inclusive school environments that respect and celebrate pluralism 
and foster curiosity among students about beliefs and perspectives different from their own. Let, let me ask you something. Are all four of these statements about Christian schools? <laughs> it seems to me. It like seems that. to me. Why didn't they just put a statement like, we hate Christian schools and, and we want, want them, them all shut? Yeah. That would summarize about these four points, and, and yet that wouldn't fly with people. No, it wouldn't fly with people, so they got to hide their agenda. They do. When I read that, it makes me sick as a, as a teacher. I used to teach in a public school. I, I've taught in private school. I mean, I, I look at this and I think, you as educators, you as, as whatever you call yourself, secular Democrats, you're saying basically we hate anyone who thinks differently than us and there should be no channels, no opportunity, no way for children to ever get educated by people we disagree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a terrible un-American way and to use the word Democrat on that I think is, is repulsive to me. Yeah. Now tell me if I'm overreacting. I don't think so. All right. Now, do you think that your generation, or you think young people are reading that, getting that out of it? I don't even think they're reading that. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, fair. I don't think I would have read it either. Yeah. Except for the fact that um, because of the, the involvement I have in various educational things, um, this was sent to me saying, this is not good. You should yeah. probably know that this is the influence that President Biden has right now. Yeah. And, and, it, and it is helpful that way, you know, for me. All right. Let me go, let me go to another one. Uh, I'm going to go to another category. Scientific integrity. Okay, their stand on scientific integrity. First, what what is science? Do you know? Ah, uh, if I say science says, science says. How can I? <laughs> it's vague. Yeah, I know. <laughs> how can anyone? I back? think that's part of the problem is that we no longer like no longer like what does that mean? Right. Because to me, science is. Proven, you know, when I when I grew up going to school, <laughs> we just got done talking about school. Yeah. I went to public school. So did I. You know, there was the scientific method. Right. You know, and so you you went through this process of understanding fact. It was it was ob- objectable. It was measurable, and over tested in time, you could tell like, all right, this is fact. Right. That's science to me. Right. You know, which is why, for example, the theory of evolution isn't fact even though it's taught like fact right is because it never went through that process because there's not there's no facts behind it right to make it you know so that's the process of science but the problem is is we've taken it and thrown politics into it and so now you have so saying, that didn't clear it on up. one hand you study <laughs> the anatomy of a human right and the differences between a male and a female that are born right but then down the road, you say, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that, that, no, that actually matter. That actually doesn't matter. That's your misunderstanding. Right. Like that's, that's when you say, all right, what is science? It's like, well, we, like everything else in our modern culture, we've muddled it and confused it. Yeah. You know, I, I love uh, flow charts, at least because they help explain things. If you put down something and you have a little flow, let, let me give you a little flow chart. If you can do it in your mind. Okay. At, at the bottom that would hold everything up, you want in words, I don't care whether it's education, politics, you want words to be defined correctly. Mm-hmm. If I want to mess up life, I want to get the definition so nobody knows what I'm talking about. Right. But if you want to define it precisely and correctly, that definition brings clarity to life. Mm-hmm. Okay, without the definition. So if I say marriage today, 
Yeah. What I am talking about is what God said in his word. One man, one woman committed to each other for life. So when I say marriage, that's what I mean. So I just gave you the definition of what I said. Yeah. When somebody who doesn't believe in the Bible say marriage, I have no idea what they meant. So I don't have any clarity at all. Yeah. When you say male or female, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I know the definition and right. I know what you mean. So I have clarity. This clarity, the next, so first word is definition, and that brings clarity. And then clarity brings certainty. So you talk about people that have confidence in life. Mm-hmm. What does it come from? It comes from the correct definitions, which cause clarity, which now give them certainty. And the byproduct of that is actually peace, not anxiousness. Because now I know whether my marriage is right or not because I know the definition of it. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, for example, um, should you go into debt more than you can pay? No. Okay. We know that. Yeah. Very simple premise. So if you live by that defined idea, that's, so it's not right to do that. We said it's not right to do that. We all understand that. If you live by that, you actually have clarity on how you're supposed to spend your money. You have certainty as you live your life. You know, you can take care of bills tomorrow that show up. And so you live in a world of peace Mm -hmm. because of that. Now, you start at the bottom there and you you mess up definition on anything. Just mess up. So if I I ask you, um, do we we take care of of babies in the womb? Like as a nation? If I just ask you that, I I don't say anything else. Oh. You're confused. Yeah. Because in our nation... When are they alive? When are they a baby in the womb? Do we have to take care of them or are they just cells or protoplasm? Right. So the lack of definition obviously leads to a lack of clarity, which leads to uncertainty, mm-hmm. which leads to a lack of peace. So we don't know what to do. Yeah. So somebody sits there and says, I don't know if I should get an abortion. I could say, you shouldn't. Right. Oh, you're, you're de- no, my definition is clear. Mm-hmm. It will give you clarity. It will allow you to live life in certainty. Now, I could go back and say you probably shouldn't have created the baby in the first place. You should wait till you're married. You should, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, Dave, now you're, no, again, definition is clear. What these secular Democrats are doing are trying to muddy the waters of definition so that we don't really know what they're saying. And what they're saying is just politically correct and motivated so that in the end, you have trouble arguing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, here, let me give you a, their, one of their top scientific integrity things they're trying to do. All right, I'll read the sentence to you. Okay. We support robust regulation of homeopathic and naturopathic product practitioners and providers. Regulation for homeopathic, naturopathic. Robust regulation, robust I think, regu- is what you That's read. right. Not just regulation. What is robust. that? What does that mean? They want to control it. Are you not capable of making your decisions? Are you not educated enough to decide whether dandelion root will cure your cold? I would think so. They're saying you're not. No. Somebody who gets a doctor degree in, in, I don't know, naturopathic whatever, Mm -hmm. they're not qualified to speak on how dandelion root helps you? Right. Because these people sense. say so? Mm-hmm. What could possibly 
be the motivation for wanting to control people who are into natural medicine. I, I cannot figure out yeah, I don't know. What, what would possibly be their motivation for that unless there's some reason they want you to use licensed medical doctors in the pharmacy world. Hmm. Because I can't understand why this would be a part of their their desires unless there's something going on in the pharmaceutical world that we're not aware of. Yeah. And I'm not aware of anything, by the way. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, what is, why, did, why do you care mm-hmm. that I use essential oils for my stuffed head? Right. And why do you want to regulate that? Mm-hmm. I, have a, you know, I have a master's degree in education. I would think I could figure it out myself yeah. whether I want to do it or not. Yeah. And if I want to put banana- to me, if it works for you, awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, you guys in your your home, you, know. you do things. That, oh, we do. Th- yeah, absolutely. Uh, you you aren't uh, big on vaccines. You don't like vaccines. Nope. Yep. I am. Uh, I'm so so on vaccines. Like I'll get them, and then it's some I won't get. And yeah. I don't even know why I do what I do on that. I'm, I'm of old generation, though. We vaccine ourselves up. Yeah. So, but I'm not against guys not doing it. Right. And my my thought for you and your family is, you know, Jason, you do it. You think is best. Do the research. Do what mm-hmm. you think's right, and in the end, I guess God will tell you. You know, yeah. I mean, either you're right or you're wrong. I, I don't know. Yeah. But I have no desire to control whether you take a vaccine or not. Which, by the way, is something else that they want to control later down down under their health care thing. Oh, they do. Yeah. It says they... we support the repeal of all non-medical vaccine exemptions. We affirm that vaccines work and assert that vaccine requirements in schools and daycares keep children safe by maintaining herd immunity in our community. There you go. So. I, I, they're saying the same thing. They're here. saying the same thing over and over again. In in politically acceptable terminology. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I want people to see it when they read this. In fact, I you know write the senators and the president and anyone that will not listen to you anyway and tell them that you know this idea these secular Democrats of America are dangerous people yeah. trying to to couch it and we really care for you so this is why we're doing this. Well, and and here's the thing, you know, they're attacking just Christianity, right? You know, saying that they want to get rid of, you know, all that. But I mean, by definition, they have their beliefs. Oh, absolutely. And so if they want to accept everything, they have to accept that as well. Right. You know, if they're saying if they want overall acceptance, then they're they're not even doing that themselves by saying we can't have Christianity. Correct. I'm sure there's a official term for that sort of argument, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. A dumb argument. <laughs> That's the official term. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, when you look at this, though, if I look real quick, they oppose censorship and suppression of scientific research. And you look at that and say, oh, I know what that means. Yeah, because the next statement says that we, we support funding for stem cell and fetal research. Yeah. In other words, we want the aborted babies. We want to use them for things. Um, and then they say that they re-entry into the uh, Paris Climate Agreement. And that's fancy language, again, for since we don't have a God to worship, we're worshiping the climate, we're worshiping the planet. Yeah. Because you're going to worship something. I just want our listeners to, when they see this stuff, to be able to say, don't just get angry. Just talk about what they're really saying and, and use your vote wisely in the future and yeah. go from and there. And you look at the last point under national character. It says, we oppose the promotion of Christianity or Judeo-Christian values abroad. Exactly. That one sentence alone, 
you know, but unfortunately we're out of time here. Um, we want to continue this conversation. So I encourage you to head over to late365.com and you could re-listen to this, get caught up and continue in the conversations that we have from episode to episode. We're just talking about life and what's going on in the world from two different perspectives. This is Jason and Dave on Younger and Older. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.